Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Bengalis in New York show. My name is Arik and uh, we were repping it for, you know, the Bronx, Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens, Staten Island, and all over the world. So welcome and enjoy. Hi everyone, it's Cam. Welcome to the Boney Podcast. We have another really exciting episode. We have a special guest, uh, Shampa. Hi. Shampa's a comedian. Uh, you might you might uh, follow her on Instagram. What's your IG handle? My IG handle is at s h o m p s z shamps. Got it. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of your stuff the last few days. I think I think you're hilarious. Thank you. So yeah. kind. Who's uh, who's some of your like comedic comedic uh, inspirations? Um, growing up, definitely everybody from Mad TV. Mad TV was one of the shows that I just watched religiously. So like Miss Swan, like every single Looking sketch. Like oh my god, every single sketch from Mad TV like I loved. It's so funny because you can't even do that type of comedy anymore, but it's just like something about just, you know, what's your number, Miss Swan on like any situation. That's so funny. What year what year was it off the air? I think it was it had to be like like 2005 or some, something like that. So I'm surprised you know it. It's interesting because I feel like younger people don't know about Matt TV. Oh, no. I religiously watched Matt, I TV. Love Matt TV. And then like all of like SNL were like Jimmy Fallon, Tina Fey, and Amy blessed. Poehler. Yeah. Um, when they were all there, like Bobby Moynihan, yeah. like all of them. Um, yeah. And then I watched a lot of Dave Chappelle, like Chappelle show. I watched a lot of ratchet comedy. Yeah. Like SNL was probably like the most cleanest thing I watched. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I used to switch back from Mad TV, switch Mad TV and SNL, but I think mostly I watched Mad TV. I mm. think Mad TV was funny. SNL was obviously more famous people yeah. and better put together, but yeah. I thought Mad TV was over. over yeah. Over, it was so funny. raunchy. It was yeah. so like, yeah. it was so much more realistic yeah, I agree. of like what people do in like such yeah. crazy scenarios. But it's interesting. Why do you think that some of the Mad TV people, why do you think more SNL people are famous than Mad TV people? Oh, it definitely has to do with like the structure of the shows and also like Mad TV like got into some shit where like, the company, I think, went bankrupt because it was like a whole magazine, and then they I went the bank. Magazine. Yeah, they went bankrupt or something like yeah. that. It's just because like SNL has such a huge um, legacy. Yeah. I actually work at NBC, so I know. Really? Li- yeah, I know like everything about SNL is like part of my job. Oh, yeah, wow. plot twist. So wait, so, so, <laughs> so what do you do? You're you're a part time comedian. What else yeah. do you do? Okay, so I am. Part of this program called the NBC Page Program. Okay. So it's this post-college graduate program where after college, uh, if you're interested in working in TV and media and stuff, you get into this really intense program. The show Thirty Rock is actually based around like the there's like a page and everything. It's like this really like highly covenant entertainment like post-college graduate program that a lot of people apply to i think it's like one percent of people actually get in it's like this really 100%. like hot yeah it's what like college you go to? i went to brooklyn college oh, wow. so listen if you went to harvard and stanford yeah yeah whatever but cuny you know cuny's in the house i went to cuny i love CUNY. exactly yeah. um because a lot of those kids in those programs are like yeah. from stanford harvard yeah, yeah. northwestern and stuff like that where it's like me i'm like hi i'm from brooklyn college here's <laughs> the best deal for your money i went to baruch yeah uh, undergrad and i also went to a private school which i i'll say pace university 
And I will say I got such a better education from Baruch than I did from Pace. Mm. Sorry if anybody loves Pace. Sorry if you paid for Yeah, sorry college. if you paid all that money for Pace. <laughs> I mean, I didn't pay anything for Pace. My company paid, so I was lucky. Yeah. But if I had to pay all that money for Pace, I would want to. Like, yeah, I, would I, want my money I didn't pay anything for Brooklyn College. Exactly. It's the best deal for your money. Honestly, it really yeah. was. And, yeah. like, I'm in the same room as people from, like, Stanford and Harvard and stuff. Good for you. So, yeah. Nice. So, what kind of if you had to uh, label your brand of comedy, who, what, what would you call it? Um, observational. Okay. Observational. I definitely take material about my life and like how I think I see the world. I don't. I don't do the type of comedy where I can make fun of people. Yeah. If I do make fun of people, I make fun of my family. Yeah. That those are like the number one people I have to make fun of. But that's it. Like I wouldn't make fun of other people. Like it. It just. It doesn't make sense to me like i don't know what you're doing so yeah. you're not funny to me but whatever i see or if i interpret a situation the way i interpret it makes come off funny and that's the way like i bring in material yeah what about hecklers have you ever had to make fun of a heckler no i haven't done it yet i'm mm. always anticipating yeah, i haven't yeah. it hasn't happened to me yet I uh, yeah I would I would wonder how I how I would handle a heckler yeah because I believe it or not actually I love comedy I, I watch a lot of com com uh, stand up comedy I have a lot of respect for com comedians yeah. especially because you're it's just so um it's one person you, yeah. you don't have any it's daunting it's daunting you have, you have you have control over this mm -hmm. huge audience and yeah. you don't have anything it's just your words and comedy is such a broad thing I feel like. I've learned so much in the past year, the more I've gotten involved, because there's actually three forms of comedy. There's stand-up, there's improv, and there's sketch. And they're very different. Um, and I feel like a lot of comedians, they kind of dabble into all those three forms of comedy, and they kind of find their place. Um, where, as for me, like, I trained for improv so yeah a lot of a lot of comedians actually do a lot of training so with a lot of actors and actresses and you know like you can have natural talent and that's great but like yeah. a lot of people do take classes it's like this yeah. thing because most of the people from snl actually went to ucb and second city yeah. which are these two huge comedy theater schools I, yeah second city's in chicago yeah. ucb is here in new Classic. york and those are such huge communities. And like even in New York, there's so many other schools yeah. like the Pit and Magnet. And that's where people kind of like take classes and learn about improv, learn yeah. about sketch and stuff like that. Yes. And that's like the whole yes, thing. Yes. Yes. And yeah. So I have a good friend. He's, he used to work in corporate like me mm. and he left and he started an improv startup and mm. they go. He has a partner that makes drinks mm -hmm. and he goes to corp companies mm -hmm. and he does improv to like yeah. to, for team building mm -hmm. and then and then his it's called improvise what's up roman shout out to roman he has it's called improvise wait i think i've done that yeah in nbc yeah they kid i'm sure they went to nbc and then so his partner makes drinks so the, his partner shows how to make drinks and uh, and he does improv, and he's super. He's really, really smart, and he's a yeah. lawyer, like super, super smart well, guy. I'm gonna have him on the podcast one day. Yeah, a really great guy. But anyway, I, I, I improv is really interesting. Actually, just yeah, I, I joined all these improv uh, uh, meetups, yeah. and I never go, and I like look at them all. Improv the time is hard. Go, improv sure is hard. Is. I don't like it. Really? Yeah, I don't like it. After training, 
like, because I got the UCB diversity scholarship, so I was able to take classes for free. So if you're interested in taking improv classes, definitely do your research, especially yep. if you're a person of color. There's so many different scholarships that if you are genuinely interested in learning about comedy and like all these different things, like they have scholarships for people like us. How do people find out about the scholarships? Um, well, I know about the UCB one. They come out with two applications a year. There's like a summer and I think like a winter one if you just go on if you just like google it you'll find out information what does this stand for upright citizens brigade theater okay. Okay, yeah great. and amy polar matt wall i think his name is matt walsh and like i could have said that wrong or and two other people started this school okay like back in the 90s okay. and like every okay. person from like snl has come from that school yeah there's a meetup uh there's meetups a ton of improv mm-hmm. meetups too yeah. i've seen and i joined and i just haven't but I haven't uh, gone. But, you know, Second City, I have this really interesting story about Second City. I work in finance. Mm-hmm. And Second City, they actually, I'm in compliance. Mm-hmm. And Second City actually created these compliance videos. Mm-hmm. Just like insider trading. For so they created these videos uh, telling, showing people about insider trading and how not to commit insider trading. <laughs> and they're Second City. They're comedy. Yeah. Trade. And like, so they make money from that. Yeah. And like, I've literally... But I so the third part I've ad, I've used those videos in three of my companies so wow. far, and they everybody loves them. Yeah, because a I, lot of yeah. people from you from SNL are also from Second City. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's really interesting. So what's do you? So you're in media now. Do you mm-hmm. think you want to be a comedian full time eventually, or do you want to stay in media and just continue to do comedy full time? So my passion is to work on a show specifically that is comedy oriented and the way for me to do that is kind of working backwards so a lot of comedians they do stand up full time they'll go through all the stuff that like stand up people do whereas for me my train of thought is okay if I'm going to work in this industry I'm going to start from the inside because I think if you want to be successful in TV especially and entertainment like you need to know how the business works because at the end of the day entertainment and TV is a business you need to understand how development marketing and all those factors work and because of those kind of like things that you learn that's what's going to make you feel uh better accomplished and that's how you can market yourself you know like the number one tip in tv and entertainment is all about who you know like you need to network you can't do anything without networking like a lot of the jobs that i got wasn't because i just sat around and did stand up it's because i went up to someone and i said hey can you talk to me and like explain this to me or like someone introduces you to someone else so it's all about networking. Yeah, it's also. I mean, not that you won't be successful as a comedian. Mm-hmm. It's also just a great backup to have. Yeah, right? you know, the business it is. Side, you could go, that's a fallback. Especially because, like, I'm Bengali. Okay, yeah. so it's like I have to be realistic. Yeah. Like. Growing up, it it was just always implemented in us that you need to do something that's very realistic. Like, you don't go to school to kind of fuck around. Like, you go to have a good career and then, you know, be successful and whatever success means to you. So for me, it's like, yeah, I have my passions and my dreams, but, like, I still need to be realistic and see what I can do, like, in this world to still have a job. And if... Luckily, down the line, if I can mix comedy with a job full time, like it, that would just be a dream job yeah, to me. Yeah, I love that. 
So your parents are so far supportive of what you want My to do? parents are so funny. So I'm the only daughter of five boys. Five boys. Five boys. Um, are yeah, you my, the younger so No. So I have two older half-brothers okay. from my dad's first marriage. Okay. And then my dad got remarried. And then he had four more kids. Okay. So I'm my dad's third and I'm my mom's oldest, but okay. I'm the only daughter. Oh, wow. So they always had expectations of me to be a doctor because my dad is the youngest sibling and he has two older brothers. His eldest brother's oldest daughter is a doctor and his second oldest brother's oldest daughter is also a doctor. So they were like, Shampa, you need to be a doctor. So funny. Um, and they like kept on telling me this growing up and I was like, yeah. no, I'm not going to do this. Like even as a kid, I was like, I'm always, I, as a kid, I always said, I'm going to be on TV. Like, that's just how it is. That's I'm going to cool. be on just, TV. Um, and then I went to high school and I was like, all right, this shit ain't going to happen. Like, I'm not going to be on TV. There's no way. You're going to be on TV. Like, and I was like, I'm not going to work in entertainment. Like, I'm not going to work in TV, whatever. Like, maybe I'll do like psychology or something. No. And then I interviewed this therapist for this project and I was like, oh, I'm not going to do this. This yeah. is too much. Then I went into Brooklyn College and freshman year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to do something tangible. I'm going to do business marketing. Maybe I'll be a Goldman Sachs type of girl, you know, investment, you know, something that makes money, you know? And then randomly I was hanging out at like, you know, those cafeterias that has like computers where you do work and stuff. And I was like on the Brooklyn College internship page or something like that. And I was going through the page randomly and it said like, are you interested working in media and entertainment? And I was like, yeah, of course. And it was like for an application for this foundation called the T. Howard Foundation. And basically this organization is a nonprofit organization that helps kids, people of color all over the country work in entertainment and media um, internships in corporate companies cool. and these are for kids that absolutely have no connections like they did not grow up with like having their mom or dad or uncle in like some type of corporate company um, and I applied for it I went through a few interview rounds and I got it and my first internship was actually at A&E Networks and then from then on out it was just kind of like building and from then on that's where I was like okay whoa like I can actually have a career in entertainment and media so if you're young and you're still in college definitely check out the t howard foundation because honestly right. without them like they literally changed my life like i wouldn't have gotten all my internships i wouldn't be where i am today without that organization yeah maybe i'll find them and i'll post a link to it when we post this. yeah That's cool. yeah yeah thanks for telling people about yeah that. especially when it's like you're young and like you don't know what you want to do yet or maybe you want to work in tv yeah and like you know you growing up in new york and us being bengali like we didn't grow up having any people that we know in those corporate environments you know like we yeah. had to do everything for ourselves yeah. yeah so it was just like one of those things where it's like now because i've went through those things like i can share the knowledge because it does actually yeah. work you know so imagine me i'm older so imagine when i was like out of college it's like nobody i could like i could see oh i could see myself in that's like mm -hmm. senior uh in finance or oh anything. yeah definitely at least not now that. i'm starting to see like there's a few people that are, I know, that are managing directors at big uh, big banks and things like that. But mm -hmm. when I was coming out, it was nobody. Yeah. It was other people. Yeah. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i glad a lot of people are breaking barriers. But, yeah, it's cool. But I just, one of the reasons I like 
interviewing people from different professions is I want to show people that it doesn't have to be just finance. Oh my God. Yeah. You don't have to just be a doctor, lawyer, engineer. There's so many things that you can do. And I think that's something that my parents were kind of shocked about. Like they didn't realize like that TV was a business and they didn't realize like there are other careers. So when I told my mom, I was like, listen, I'm going to work in television and I'm going to work in entertainment. Like, she still doesn't get it. Like my parents, if you ask my parents what I do for a living, they have no idea what I do and they can't explain it besides, oh, NBC te cascore. Like that's literally all that they can say. Um, but yeah, it's just something that they're still trying to understand. They don't know I do stand up though. Oh, they don't? Yeah, they don't. Not because I like, ha- like I'm scared to tell them or anything. It's just like they never asked. That's so funny. So, but in one of your videos that I saw, you're wearing like a silver kameez. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. It's so cool. You put it into your act too. Yeah, cool. I it was it was Gorbon, <laughs> and they scheduled me for a show, and my family was over, and I didn't want to change because I, I knew it. by the time I came back home there were going to be more relatives. So I was like, "Fuck it!" Like I'm just going to stay in my silver kameez because if you walk into a house with like you know tight jeans and a shirt with like so many of your relatives they're gonna say yeah. something so i was like you know what let me just do this stand-up bit in my cellar gummy so i don't have to change later that's literally it. it i love it <laughs> so um what was the first like what was the first experience like uh go doing stand-up and where the was it? first stand-up i did was actually i think in long island city oh, really? i think it was either in lic or astoria it was okay. at um sup open mic okay I think it was at the caveat. I think that's where it was. How did you get it? Like when somebody asked you? Or? So when I was, I did this short film two years ago, um, and it was about this like Bengali family and stuff. Luckily, I I, I got this like opportunity What's to it do it. It's called, um, <laughs> oh my god, it's so okay. bad. We'll find it, later. it. It's called Rupali versus Society. Wow. It's like this really short film like on YouTube and the girl who casted me, she was also actually Bengali and she's older than me too. And she, she's been a comedian for a while. And when I got the role and I went on set that day, there were like all the cast were Bengali and they were all Bengali stand up comedians. And it was so crazy because I was like, what? Like, I didn't even know you guys existed. And these are like, everyone was older than me. They've all done stand up for like a while in the New York scene. And I was like, what is happening? Exactly. Like we were like in Brooklyn shooting this like short film. And I knew nothing about other Bengalis like doing stand up. It was just like so wild to me. And then from there, we, we all just had such a good time on set that I, that like, I always knew I wanted to do comedy, but I just didn't know where to start. So I asked them for advice and they were like, you should do UCB. You should like see if you can get the scholarship. And then from then on out, like I always ask them like, oh, like, how do you guys write material? How do you do this? Where to go? And then they suggested the sub open mic. And then from there, I did my first open mic and it was so scary. It was literally so scary. I was like shaking Um, and I still get nervous all the time. So did, did your first time go well? 
Yeah, the first time went really well. It's just I'm such my biggest enemy. So it's like I'm always like criticizing like what I could have done better or like if someone says that I did a good job, like in my head, like I don't believe you, you know? Let me ask you if you if it didn't go well, because I'm sure it went well. Yeah. If it didn't go well, do you think you would have continued? Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't know because there's so many times where I don't think I've my performance has done well like in improv or like in stand-up where i'm like oh shit like i don't think i did well and then you kind of like stop and think like okay like am i actually good at this or like do people genuinely find me funny so it's like so much self-doubt but then you see this is kind of funny but then you see other comedians perform and you're like wow like they're not good i see that all the time but they still keep doing it they still keep going so it's like if they can do it why can't i do it honestly i'm not gonna name names but there's some top-notch like successful comics and i don't think yeah and i'm like how do they a lot of his stage presence yeah and this is a secret nobody knows this but i actually do write like i I like i actually respect comedy so much that i do write stuff sometimes Mm -hmm. but i only think and i would one day definitely i'll get the courage to do an open mic Mm -hmm. i definitely want to but I'm so scared. It's like, so terrifying. Yeah. It really is the, like the scariest thing because you're getting up in a group of people. Yeah. You're presenting. Maybe you're being vulnerable. You're talking about your life experiences. The amount of times where I've performed in front of white people and they have no idea what I'm talking about. Yeah. I've always just been like, okay, well, this kind of sucks. Whereas if I go to a show where it's like specifically for South Asians, get the, it. it kills and the room is dying. That's really interesting. It, and it's just like comedy is such a subjective thing that like something funny to me may not be funny to you so do you feel pressure to make your uh, uh, material more general yeah I definitely do like it's just I'm in like this weird funk that I'm still trying to find my voice still trying to find out like what my hook is and because like every comedian kind of just has to find like what they're good at and kind of just grow from there where it's like for me I'm still kind of new to the scene you know like I just I just started doing comedy a lot more about like three four months ago because my work schedule finally allowed me to and because like I started doing it so much more consistently and so much that like it's I've met so many different people and I've just been to so many different shows where I'm just constantly growing. Okay. So I kind of still feel like I'm such a baby into this industry, but like, it's just like all of a learning process. And like, I'm kind of excited to see like how much it grows because there's so many people that I know that have been doing stand up for like five, six, seven years or like 10 years. And I'm like, hi, I'm Shampa. I've been doing comedy for like four months, you know? So talk about the business side of it. Like, so those people that have been doing five, six, is it a little, career for I mean obviously those people probably aren't like mm-hmm. super successful but like how do, how do they how do they live on that? I have no idea how this full-time people do it I really don't because like I know they do a lot of odd jobs maybe they'll yeah. do like freelance writing or maybe they'll like do babysitting and stuff like that like to me I like me personally like I respect all the people that like moved into New York City to accomplish their dreams luckily I've been blessed to grow up in New York City so it's like my family has like their stuff together here um and it's just like I I'm just that type of person where like I need to have a career you know um and like stand up is like on the side for now yeah yeah that makes sense what um so obviously we have to talk about Chappelle because mm-hmm. uh, he's like the biggest comedian out right now mm-hmm. and it's special a lot of people are talking about it so what are your thoughts on the controversy around a lot of the stuff that he talked about in his recent special if people haven't heard yeah. it it's the Sticks and Stones special on Netflix he covers some really controversial topics what are your thoughts on that 
So I haven't seen the special yet, and I'm gonna tell you why. So like my friend is having his parents out of town, and my friends have a very like dark sense of humor like me. Yeah. So we all promised each other that we were going to sit in his basement and all watch it together as okay. a group because we like to like dissect all the like non PC things because we're very non PC. Okay. So we know how a lot of people like react or maybe be overly sensitive to certain things, yeah. which is kind of wild, especially for. Comedy. So we wanted to like have a special like gathering just for that because like Chappelle just means so much to all of us. Okay. But I've seen so many comedians like discuss it and it, it's such a weird it's a weird line because the most recent situation where SNL just announced their next three cast members and one of the cast members, he's this white guy, his name is like Shane Giles or something. And he did like this super racist podcast like a year ago and it came out and it was like on the same lineup as them hiring their first East Asian full-time cast member. So like that whole thing of like, is comedy like whatever people are saying like should uh, comedians be held accountable for it i think they should be really i think I'm they should be that. i think they should be but it depends up to a certain point which is kind of fucked up because the kevin hart situation that happened that to me is not it's a big nonsense. deal not a big deal because back in like the early 2000s everybody made jokes like that i'm not saying it's yeah. right but yeah. like if you check out Eddie Murphy's stand-up from, like, the 80s, the one that, like, fly. rocketed him to, like, stardom. The that movies, yeah. that stand-up special is so insane yeah. that, like, I, I like, even me, I was, like, watching it, and I was like, whoa, that's yeah, wild. Yeah, that's why Eddie Murphy's so afraid to come back. Because yeah. Because Ron Delirious, if, you, if people haven't yeah. listened to the funniest things, yeah. he could not do that to yeah. yeah. But there's a difference between, like, trying to make a joke and then being completely racist. Yeah. Whereas the Shane Giles person, yeah. he was saying, like, the most, like, racist shit, like, yeah. on that video. Well, listen, so I think, I feel like you should look at a person's entire body of work and their entire history. Like, yeah. like uh, somebody, I think it was Chappelle, Oh no, Seinfeld actually said this mm -hmm. about Kevin Hart. Is oh no, Chappelle said it about Kevin Hart. Is that uh, about Kevin Hart is like the perfect person minus those four tweets? Yeah, like I mean, it's so true. Like Kevin Hart's like the he's like the most supportive guy yeah. ever. He's never. I just don't sense that he has. An Especially the culture that we're living yeah. in today. Yeah. Like these comedians that people are like bringing shit up from. All these comedians are like over 30, 40 years old. Like in the early two thousands, do you think that they like people cared what they said? No, yes, they so didn't it care. It again, was a different time. Yeah, and also like I said, I think you should look at a person's entire body of work and entire life, not like two sentences. Like yeah. I mean, there's things that I've I've even said on the yeah. podcast and we have to bleep out. And I was like, obviously, people should have known. Yeah that it was a joke but again yeah, at the same yeah, time yeah. people don't know me personally to know that it was a joke so yeah. I, I get it but I feel like comedy especially stand-up comedians mm -hmm. I mean if a stand-up comedian just went up to stage and just said oh I have a great wife and she's lovely she cooks for me blah blah, blah. Mm -hmm. if you just say like all these things like yeah oh there's not nothing funny. wrong with that's that not funny, yeah though, but that's not funny so you yeah. have to say things that's controversial yeah but you have to say things that's like a little um that people are going to be taken aback like that's yeah. that's comedy like i just feel you like should definitely funny. watch the shane giles thing because that. it's it like it wasn't even funny okay. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't even funny he was like basically saying like oh why do we have so much so many chinese people in chinatown like why are these chinese people coming in like it and it was just not funny it wow. just wasn't funny yeah, yeah. whereas I mean, Chappelle's shit is funny Chappelle, exactly Chappelle's a genius he's he's he's, he's yeah. definitely one of my favorites 
favorite comics. Lucy Case probably one of my favorites, and I know what's oh, happening yeah. with him. Lu- yeah, and it's really disappointing what's happened. But in yeah. terms of comedy, so I mean, if, if you separate out all that other stuff, yeah, and that Lucy Case stuff is just like genius. yeah, yeah, it's, it's such so a funny. it's such a great area yeah, it's of like fu- yeah, especially like what you can say now versus like what people used to say. Yeah, such a great area. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so anyway, how do people find out about what's going on with you? Um, Instagram. Instagram is the main thing that I update and I'm always on. Um, my Twitter is okay. Like, I don't really get that much action on Twitter because everything I post on Twitter, I also post on Instagram. But I think to get, like, a good overall sense of, like, how my comedy is or just, like, what's going on with me. Because a lot of my comedy is focused on, like, being Bengali in America and being a girl in my family because... Bengali girls aren't treated as respectfully equally compared to like your male cousins or brothers and stuff like that. So it's just, you know, getting into those shenanigans. Um, yeah. And you have four yeah. brothers, you said, right? Five. Five brothers. Five How brothers. are they with uh, your, with everything going on? Have they come to your shows? Um, no. <laughs> like, no, none of my family has come only because, like, I don't know. It's just. One of those things where if you want to come, you can come. If not, like, it's all good. Like, I don't... I post stuff on Instagram anyways. Like, my family knows the comedy stuff I'm doing because I do post it on Instagram. Like, and I think that's, like, a really cool way of using social media because a lot of people don't want to go to shows or maybe, like, they're too lazy or just they can't make it. So that's why I like to have, you know, like, little clips of, like, my stand-up or just, like really funny things that yeah. I like to tweet about and stuff. Yeah, I just love seeing uh, Bengali people in different careers. That's why mm-hmm. I like highlighting people that are doing interesting things. Because as I said to you earlier, my job's not interesting, so <laughs> I like living vicariously through people like you. Yeah, and I also love helping like younger Bengalis that are still trying to figure their shit out. Just cool. because it's like such a complicated thing, like you don't know yeah. what you want. Like the other day I was telling my friend, um, my cousin who's a nurse, I was telling her, I was like, I can't believe when we were 18, at 21, we thought we were going to have our shit together. And we definitely don't. (laughs) Yeah, and and you said earlier, like, you learned about that scholarship through someone else. So that just shows you the power of networking. You learn so much more from people than you do from any books or articles. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, if you didn't know about that scholarship, then it wouldn't have worked out. So it's great. I mean, it's just best. And I try to do that with Bone. trying to do that more with Boney is take it outside Mm -hmm. of Instagram and outside of the website and take it more into real life because I yeah. think it's so much more valuable. Because, like, my specialty is entertainment and media, especially because I've technically been working at it since I've been 19 at this point. So it's just I've learned so much along the way and I've just gotten so many resources where, like, now I feel comfortable to point out other people. It's just up to the individual if they're willing to make that commitment. Because, like, yeah. all the stuff that I did, I gave up summers. I gave up... I gave up free time because yeah. I was always interning. I was always working. I was always having coffee and lunches with people, you know, like all this stuff doesn't happen to you by not doing anything, you yeah. know, like you have to, I, I've given up a lot of free yeah. time. Let's just yeah. say that. Yeah. It's, it's hard. Everything you just said yeah. is hard work. Right? Yeah. It's not like easy. even, and I like to explain that to my parents, like just because I'm not a doctor doesn't mean what I'm doing is not as, yeah. I mean, obviously it's not as like, you know crazy compared to going to med school obviously not but like it does take a lot of work like if you do want to make it in the industry like 
there are a lot of times where you have to like say no to like the dawats you have to say no to like hanging out with friends and stuff because at the end of the day like you're trying to work towards a goal and you're not going to get that goal by not doing anything and i'm sure you will see you uh in front of the t- on, on tv one day i hope so yeah so and if you have other stuff going on obviously come back and talk about it on boney oh i can't wait thank you thank Thanks you bye everyone bye the red and green I beat is always in my heart I, I do it for my people, always in my thoughts I gotta be honest, with diamonds and pearls Yeah, yeah, Bengalis in New York All over the world, uh, it's the bony show uh, hey, Can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we spit to the gangs we with It doesn't matter, we the essence of the Bangladesh I say, hey, come on, can you handle this? Representing the boroughs where the bangles live From the slang we spit